Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey guys, it's been another long week for the Miami Hurricanes and our wonderful Miami Hurricane fans. But it's been a long week for a lot of fans. Um, Florida State has had a long season. University of Miami, we just lost our fourth in a row. Uh, man, I think this must be one of the longest losing streaks we've had in, I think, since 1977. That's a long time. But um, it's a lot of things going on in the world of sports. Hey, we still got the NFL going on, and we're having some wonderful games. Hey, Tom Brady. Couldn't get it done yesterday. Man, Atlanta Falcons. Couldn't get it done yesterday against the Cleveland Browns. You know, but hey, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest on that's going to really give us some insight in the world of college football. He's going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in his career. He's going to talk a lot about the about what some would consider the greatest team in the history of college football, and some still debating on whether it was the greatest team ever at the University of Miami. The team that with Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, um, won the 2001 National Championship in the Rose Bowl, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, I think it was, in the... No, it was 2001. We won uh, the Rose Bowl, won a national championship. But, um, hey, you know, it's been a whole lot going on um, in Coach Coker's life. Coach Larry Coker is our guest tonight. Uh, Coach Coker um, uh, won the Rose Bowl in 2001, um, lost the Fiesta Bowl to Ohio State in a very controversial game in um, 2002, won the Orange Bowl in 2003. And between 2001 and 2003, uh, Coach Coker lost three games at the University of Miami. So, hey, this guy is definitely no slouch. He's uh, a, a, and a wonderful person to talk to and communicate with. I mean, this uh, when Coach Coker was a head coach at Miami, he, it was never a time he didn't have a minute for you. And, uh, and, and, I, and I say that knowing all of the coaches at the University of Miami since Coach Howard Snellenberger. And, and hey, everybody didn't have a minute to um, – to, um, to talk to you, but Coach Coker always had a couple minutes to uh, find a conversation and, and give you a minute of his time. Hey, um, um, Josh, do we have Coach Coker on yet? Hey, Coach, what's happening? No, Buster, how you doing, man? You doing all right? Hey, I'm doing great, Coach. And hey, welcome to the show, Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. Really appreciate you taking a minute of your time and talking to us tonight. It's a pleasure. I always look forward to talking to you. Hey, thanks, Coach. Hey, um, Coach, um, well, so tell the world what's happening with you now since you left the University of Miami uh, in, in 2006. Where you at? What you doing? You know, I was at UTSA for a number of years and started the program there. We didn't have anything. I had no uh, no equipment, no players, and, and no facilities. Just uh, recruited and uh, started the program there. And I'm just still here in San Antonio, Texas, now living here, my wife, and and just enjoying life and 
run the football every now and then, but watch the football on TV. I'm a better coach on TV than I was when I was really coaching, I think. <laughs> Hey, I can't. I can't say that, Coach. We were just talking about your record, and um, hey, it was an outstanding record while you were at University of Miami. You took us to a lot of great, did a lot of great things while you were here and in Miami, and um, we really appreciate you, and we still miss you too, Coach. Well, we had some great times there, and had some great teams, and some 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 great players there. And I will tell you, you know, the University of Miami is just a, just a great place. So I thought it was a great place and great football program, and and really they. Uh, Really had a lot of tradition there, and I tell you, a lot of guys before me, you know, Coach Stellenberg and guys before me, really some tradition there, and I was just blessed to be a part of it. Yeah, Coach, uh, it's a lot of tradition at University of Miami. It was a lot when I got there in 1982, and when we won the first national championship in 1983, it seemed like the tradition just grew, and it grew mm-hmm. to an astronomical size, and um, and it's still a lot of tradition at the University of Miami, and, and, a, and a lot of great football players have come through there, um, some of them bigger names than others, but all of us had a part in making the university what it was. You were part of the last national championship at University of Miami, and I was on the very first national championship at the University of Miami. Well, I would tell you that 1983 team was as uh, good as it ever gets. I'll tell you, I still remember watching the game on TV, the national championship game, and it was uh, one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. I was happy for the University of Miami. Yeah, yeah, I, I was in that game coaching the Orange Bowl, and um, you know, uh, it, it's something about the Orange now, you're, Bowl you're playing. The game. You're the reason we won. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> you know, I take every little bit of credit I can get, Coach. But I, I really enjoyed being on that. Um, I really enjoyed being on on the kickoff team in that game, and uh, and I had a had a had a good career at the University of Miami. Loved every second of it too. Well, I tell you what, there's some great coaching there, and it's Coach Ellenberger and. I'll tell you what he did there, and uh, his tradition started there, just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it, it, it is. And, um, you know, uh, Coach Johnson came right behind Coach Nellenberger and um, and picked up where he laid, uh, left off, and, uh, and the program didn't skip a beat. I played two years with Coach Johnson and um, and, and two years with um, Coach Nellenberger. And mm-hmm. I tell you, those are, I tell people all the time, those are the greatest years of my life, just being a part of that program at the University of Miami during those times. You know, a, couple, a while back we had um, Clinton Porters on on the show, and he talked so highly of you, Coach, and um, said such great things about you. And and um, he he had a lot of things to say about that 2001 um, national championship team, uh, about they were the best team ever. Uh, in college football, because you know some people say it is one of those Ohio State teams, and and I, how do you how do you think about well, how do you feel about that team? Because you know you coached those guys, Bryant McKinney, Clinton Porters, uh, Willis McGahee was on that team. I think Frank Gore was a part of that team. Um, the list goes on and on. Well, I will tell you, you know, we won a national championship, we're undefeated, and uh, I, and I would just tell you, you know, I, I don't know if we're the best team ever, but in my opinion, we were. And uh, just the things that, that that group did, and it's just really not many close games. Just a lot of blowouts the whole, throughout the whole season, just dominant wins. And that's the type of players we had and the type of team we had. And you know what? They were just meant to win a national championship. They really that's what they wanted to do, and that's what they had their mission. I wasn't about going to the NFL. I mean, they had several go, had twelve players go to the NFL, but that wasn't their major uh, their emphasis. They wanted to win a national championship. Yeah, and, and that they did, Coach. Undefeated season, and. Um, and you beat some great teams that year too. Uh, Penn State, Pitt, Pitt mm-hmm. uh, Florida State, 
West Virginia, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Nebraska. And and you had some great players, Ed Reed, Clinton Porters, mm-hmm. Jonathan Vilma, Andre Johnson. You know, you got a pro you had a Pro Bowl team, Coach. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> Well, you know, everybody thinks I was a great coach, but you all those names like, uh, guys, you know, just throw the ball out there and let those guys play. And I think they really had some great players. I just love playing and love winning. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, and Coach, um, that – that was a part of, of what Miami was all about. I mean, guys just love to play the game. And uh, I, I tell people sometimes some of the flag football games and 707 sessions that we had in the summertime with no coaches around <laughs> were as physical as any 707 we had with pads on. I'll tell you, that's the most physical group of guys I've ever been around. You know, I tell you, the guys that came before me, I mean, they were unbelievable. They just, uh, just played the game. They are so tough and so physical and I guess that's all they really knew, and that's how they played. Yeah. Yeah, and Coach, you know, when we start talking about some of the other players, you, you got to leave out somebody, but Vince Woolfolk, uh, Kellen Winslow Jr., mm-hmm. um, Sean Taylor, Antwell Rowe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, the, you know, Vernon Carey, Kelly Jennings. I mean, Coach, you, you really and, – and every one of these guys played in the NFL for a substantial amount of time. And um, it's just, just uh, it, you, you played, had some great guys on your team. But, Coach, we all know that somebody has to lead us and guide us and show us the way. We just can't. It, and there is no team without a leader. And, um, and, and your leadership is what brought that national championship to the University of Miami in 2001. Hey, Coach, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? What's going on, Dell? Thanks for having me, man. What's up, Coach? <laughs> hey, now, Buzzer, you doing all right? I'm all right, man. How's everything? <laughs> it's going really good. I can't complain at all. I've been on the this year, so I should be happy, shouldn't I? <laughs> 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 it's good to hear you, man. Talk about the, the the good old days, man. I mean, that this is pretty nostalgic, man. I had no idea you was going to have Coach Coco on the on, on the uh, show tonight, man. <laughs> well, you need to you need to read our emails every once in a while, Red. You get you get the <laughs> okay. info. You know, I'm gonna do yeah. that, man. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna see you to it. Yeah. I do that. Please do. <laughs> so I can be prepared, yeah. man. I would have had some questions for him. You know what well, I mean? Come on, but, uh... I, you know, Coach Coke is—he's an NFL fan as well, Red. You know, and I know you have to have some some concerns about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know you—you're um, a big yeah, fanatic for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, I know. We caught a kicker and 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 and, and got one as well today. We caught our kicker. <laughs> Well, you don't need we need a LeGarrette Blunt. We need a battering ram. You know what I mean? Well, you guys had LeGarrette Blunt once upon a time, and you got rid of him. Yeah, so don't know. wish for something Maybe. that you had. Now, Coach Coker, yeah, let me well, ask hey, you a question, I'm just Coach. Saying we, we don't have now. Coach, <laughs> what what was your your favorite go to bread and butter, third and short, fourth and short guy to have it? Did you throw something in the flat to a fullback? You running your tail back and fullback up the gut? 
off tackle, trying to throw it to a tight end. What were you looking for when it was that third and short, Coach? Well, sometimes I wouldn't mind to have a, have a play fake and throw it to, to Andre Johnson or Reggie Wayne or something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, not bad, that's not a bad call. Is it? But I'll tell no, you what, you know, we had, when we had, uh, had Willis Begay and had Edwin James, uh, there's some pretty good calls right there. Of course, Frank Gore. Yeah, man. You know, they had some bad calls. Don't they? With you, those you, guys, you, don't they? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Those are NFL, NFL teams, NFL guys. Yeah, man. They yeah. have to respect that play action to yeah. Willis McGahee. I'm serious, man, because that was uh, – he take off with it in a minute. Willis McGahee, Frank Gore, and Clinton Porter, Edwin right, James. Was, I'm, I'm sure any of those guys would have taken it to the house with a little crease. Yep. Hey, man, we're going to have to let you get out of here, man. The line's blowing up. Coach, other people want to talk to Coach Coke and holler at him. Thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Appreciate you. Good to talk to you, man. Appreciate you talking. You got it. Hey, um, Hurley, what's going on? We got Coach Coke on the line. Coach Coker. Yes. Hurley Brown, how you doing? Hurley Brown, I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Yeah, Coach, just taking it one day at a time. Trying to be Larry well, Coke. Hurley, Hurley Brown is Miami at the best. He's one of the great teams in Miami, I'll tell you. To me, that really got it started there. Yeah. Well, no, yep. I'm gonna. I'm Daryl and those guys got us started. We came along and we just tried to keep <laughs> it going. And then well, you, you got to a whole nother level. <laughs> well, you did a good job, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. So how's it going now that you, you you're not sitting on the sidelines calling plays? You know what? It's it's going good. Uh, my grandsons are both playing high school football. They're twin boys, and and uh, I'm just watching them play. And uh, I don't think they're going to be Miami good, but. <laughs> <laughs> they're good at the school they're at, so that's uh, that's been enjoyable for me. I'm glad they're man, playing. That's got to be awesome, and man, I'm sure awesome. they they are excited about it as well. No, they are. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, coach, I tell you what, man, you did an amazing job here at the University of Miami, and um, well, I love it. The university was great to me, and I loved it there. It had some great players, and you know, I still think back about all of how fortunate I was with them. Such some awfully good coaches, and and some great players. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you were part of putting that group together, too, though. Well, we were. We were, and I appreciate that. And It's always a lot of fun to do that, because I tell you, you know, uh, when uh, somebody asked me, uh, going to Miami, I said, well, well, you want to win a national championship, and that's when when Butch hired me there, and I said, you know, yeah, I, I kind of like that. Sounds good to me. So, so I had to go to Miami, had the opportunity, and I came as on Coach Davis, Coach Davis' staff. Now, and that was a great staff. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, were you with Ogeron down there? Or he had no, already Ed was, Ed was, he was before me. I came, I came after him. Right. He's, he Who was, was on that staff? I know you, Randy Shannon, Coach Davis. Was Mike Sullivan with you? Got Rob Chazinski. Yeah, Rob, Rob's on the staff of us, and, and I was on the staff of Donnie Sollinger, and and Randy and uh, we, had, we had a good group. They were really talented, out talented coaches, and did a good job. Clint Hurt was was, uh, was playing. And then you know and then he was a they had really had a passion for the University of Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great staff. I think you, you guys did an amazing job. Now, the argument is still, which was the best team? I don't know. The eighty-three team of is pretty team. good. 
Which one? I appreciate that, Coach. Yeah, A3 team, Howard has pretty good. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm he's talking about, uh, uh, Hurley. I'm going the 83 with team with Howard, the very first team. Yeah, yeah, but that was, you know, yeah, y'all, y'all were good. Come on, man. We had Bernie Kozar. We had Albert Bentley. Come on. We had uh, yeah, Alonzo Highsmith, uh, Winston Moss, Jerome Brown. Y'all had a young Alonzo Highsmith and a young Winston Brown. I mean, uh, Winston Moss and Jerome Brown. They were babies. Yeah. But when they, they were fr- when they, true when freshmen they that older, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yep. when they got older in 86, <laughs> <laughs> that was a team. Uh, hey man, don't don't make me cry. Cause every time I think about that game against Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl, I, it makes me sad, Hurley. So don't 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 put me in a sad mood on this Veterans Day. Don't make me day. think about it. It doesn't make me sad. Makes me mad. Makes me pissed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, coach. Yeah. Hey, oh, but anyway. Yeah, and and Vinny Testaverde was our our quarterback that year, the Heisman Trophy winner, Vinny Testaverde, yeah, exactly. uh, that mm-hmm. year. Yep. So we we had them all um, that year. We had a great yeah. team too, a great Melvin team. Bratton, Daryl yep. Fullington. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know this. We had, we had a rematch with Penn State, you know, during the season, and, and uh, when I was there, and uh, I tell you, I, I told somebody, I don't know if we'll win or not, but I know this. Uh, we're going to be focused. It's going to be a heck of a game. Our guys were into it, and our crowd was into it, and it was just a great, great game for us. And we got oh, yeah. a, little, yeah. a little revenge, I guess. I don't know. Hey, thanks, Coach. I appreciate that. Thirty-three to seven. That's a lot of revenge, and we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Hey, Coach, we got to take a quick commercial break. Hurry, why don't you hold on through this break? Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more of this great interview with Coach Larry Coke of Fordham University of Miami, head coach. We'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution, we're on a big game conquest for moose, grizzlies, whitetails, and more. Tune in as Stan Potts of North American Whitetail and Tim Brent with Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures talk big game hunting. Plus, Jake Edson of Bushnell and Steve Nessel from Yamaha will discuss optics and off-roading. Jim and Trav's Big Game Conquest is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Larry Coke on the line, former University of Miami head coach and the last coach to take the University of Miami to an undefeated season in 2001. And um, that year they won the uh, the Rose Bowl. Coach, welcome back to the show. We got Hurley Brown. What's going on, Hurley? Oh, man. <laughs> just hanging in there, Daryl, man. Just taking it on the chin and, and, and keep pushing. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Hey, Coach, you know, while, while you were at the University of Miami, Ken Dorsey was, was your quarterback. And uh, while we had um, Clinton on the show, Clinton Portis on the show a while back, I was talking about um, Ken Dorsey, and he said Ken was just what they needed. He wasn't a very flashy guy, didn't didn't um, ask a whole lot, didn't require a whole lot, but he really organized that team and kept them all calm and really collected at all times. And uh, how, did, how, did, how, did, how did Ken Dorsey fit into the whole equation for the Hurricanes in that national championship in 2001? Well, he's very poised, and I will tell you, when I recruited Ken, you know, I, I would I would open impressed with him as a high school player and his high school coach told me, says, Coach, you don't know what you're getting, but you're you're getting something really special. And he was right, because we really did it, because I take Ken just made everybody around him better. You know, that's what the, I thought that's what Cozart did, but everybody and did that and just was a phenomenal executor and he couldn't had great timing and uh he was, you know, he had set but he was, he was just a winner. Yeah, he he was definitely a winner. And I, I I say the same thing about Bernie Kozar. wasn't a very fat, flashy quarterback, but man, he was a winner and a very poised guy. Never never saw him rattle once in my life. And um, and and I played a lot of games with Bernie. But Ken is Ken Dorsey is um is is at uh, Florida International now. Yeah, and he's coaching. And um, I, I expect to see some see his name being called um as a coach for some years to come. I think so because Ken. That's what I always wanted to do because was one to coach and and I tell you he's I know he's just a phenomenal coach and doing a great job at FIU and and uh, he's uh, I don't know how long he's going to stay there but uh, he's going to be a head coach and has some opportunities I think he's very very smart very hard worker and just uh, I'll make a great competitor. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Coach. Uh, I, I really do. You know, um, you you were talking about Coach Solinger. We've had him on our show a while back talking about all the great running backs he coached at the University of Miami. And uh, Coach Solinger was um, was a defensive end coach. and t- No, he was a tight ends coach at the University of Miami. Um, in in 1984, he came on the year after we won the national championship. And uh, okay. I, I've had a chance to be be coached by him, not as a position coach, but being on our staff, and just a, a wonderful guy. You talking about a real motivator and a positive person? I don't think I've ever seen Coach Solomon in a bad mood or or even down. He's a ball coach. I'll tell you, this. he's a hard worker, and he's very uh, detailed, and he he'll work hard, and he's uh, he's got special as far as the coach is concerned. 
Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, Daryl, um, Coach Solomon's actually recruited me, and he he's, he actually saved my life to be honest with you. But um, he recruited this area. He recruited um, Joe Colbrand, Bubba McDowell, Eric Ham, myself, um, Derek Derek Ham, Aaron Jones, Daryl Spencer. I mean, he. he Man, he, he repeated his butt off up here. And a lot of, he's still a legend up here now. His mom is in Orlando. Pretty players right there. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'll throw a franchise for those guys, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can, hey, Coach. So, so talking about recruiting, let me ask you a question. You're a quarterback guy. What are you looking for in a high school quarterback? I got a kid that plays for me right now. And I, I'm – Get a, a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but he, he's a junior. And he's, I mean, he want, obviously wants to go to college. But what can I tell this kid that he has to be able to illustrate to attract college coaches like yourself? Well, I'll tell you, I like the big thing today is your leadership. And, you know, of course, being a playmaker. I'm not talking about the strongest arm on, on, on the planet, but a guy that can, can make plays and uh, – and, uh, uh, people are open, full completions, and uh, protect the football. But I think, again, moving the team and, and getting a team in the end zone, that's the thing that Ken Dorsey did so well. And I think that's the big thing about a quarterback is moving the team and taking care of the ball and, and uh, being a guy that your teammates can count on to make things happen. I think Kozar was that way. Right. Kozar, Jim Kelly, Craig Walsh, Erickson. I thought Walsh, I thought Walsh was that way. Yeah, Erickson, Walsh. Yeah. All the great ones in Miami, I think, were that way. Gino well, Coach, that. I played with, um, with with three of those guys that you're calling out. Steve Walsh, <laughs> Vernie, uh, uh, Vinny Testaverde, um, Bernie Kozar. Hey, you know, uh, you're right, you Coach. And, and Steve Walsh was a very poised young man. Yeah, you know what? yeah. They had, they had a good 40-point cast, but, you know, I don't care how good you cast around you, you got to get, get in the football and make sure exactly. that, uh, that uh, you protect the football and get – Get the, as I said, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Yeah, and you so know, you, all and, of us having University of Miami ties. Can we talk about the University of Miami, Daryl? Yeah, Which we got can. a couple of minutes. Coach got one more minute, and we could talk about University of Miami. Um, Coach, um, the one thing that I see at the University of Miami when I look at them, and I don't miss a game. I'm either down there, I'm watching it on TV. Um, is is our offense is just not explosive, and we just don't have. Um, we don't have a, we don't have enough formations to put us in explosive positions in our offense, and that's just what I see. Uh, I'd love to see us use more of a two back set and have our running backs behind the quarterback, maybe in a pistol formation, or maybe even have the quarterback underneath the center and having the running back behind the quarterback, so you can see a little bit more. Being a former running back like myself, I wanted to see hole one through nine. I wanted to see all the way across the field. I want to see from tackle to tight end. And I want to be able to run from tackle to tight end. And in mm-hmm. the offense that we're running right now, you just don't have a chance to, to use those options from hole one through nine. How do you feel about that, Coach? Well, I don't know that much about the team. I, I tell you, they've got the, the great tradition there. And I tell you, the only thing about it is you always like balance. You know, being up the threat to run, being up the threat to pass. And uh, I think that's a big thing Miami's always been able to do. And I think that's the thing. I think with the Cozars and, and uh, Testaverdes when this thing was going a few years ago was, you know, they, they kind of took the passing game when really nobody else was passing the ball very well very much. I think that's the thing that Miami needs, needs to do. I don't know how much they're doing now, but 
they'll be balanced, be able to throw the ball and run the football. I agree, totally. Yeah. Well, Coach, you said 30 minutes. It's 8.30. I really appreciate you coming on and giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you so much. And, Coach, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night, Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Well, I enjoyed it, man. Best to you and your families and best to UM. And you guys have a great Thanksgiving holiday coming up. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to get off this phone. i got 30 minutes. I'm going to eat some dinner. <laughs> hey, thanks, Coach. And I'm glad we didn't make you late for dinner. Uh, you, you didn't, man. Have a great one. Hey, you too. Thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, Hurley, thank you for being a part of the show too, man. We really appreciate it. Problem. Anytime I can get a chance to call in, you know I want to do so. I really appreciate it, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night talking sports, talking NFL, college football, the University of Miami, Florida State, Florida Gators, FIU. We even talk a little bit of Nebraska and Cincinnati on here, too. Yeah, but you, hey, but you, you let Coach Co- Coach Coke off the hook, though. Yeah, I know. And, and you know, that's, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, but he's a great coach, man. He's done an amazing job. They did an amazing job while he was at the University of Miami. You're talking about one of the – and I really wanted to pick his brain because he's an offensive guru. I mean, he, he is. You know, yeah, Miami he had great players, but man, you're talking about a guy that was a great play caller. He was able to, you know, like you said, get those guys. I mean, it's one thing to have talent, but it's another thing to be able to identify that talent and put that talent in the right place. And those are the oh, things yeah. that they did, and they managed. You know, as you're talking about one of the greatest teams, and we like to joke around and play around, but that 2001, 2002 team. One of the greatest teams in college football history. Let alone you could probably say two of the greatest teams in college yeah. football history: oh, the yeah. 2001 and the 2002 team. I mean, they lost one game between those two seasons, and still yeah. a controversy about that one game they lost in 2002. You know, so you know, and and, and you talk about you know Frank Gore, Willis McGahee. Uh, Clinton Portis. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on, Sean man. Taylor. Yeah. Jackson. Edron James. I mean, you're talking about at that time, and remember, Miami was just getting coming off of that probation period. As a matter of fact, yeah. they're still on probation, you know, in 98-99. And for what they were able to do, the type of team that they were able to put together under those circumstances, man, that, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Jonathan Vilma, Bryant McKinney, Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, this the list goes on and on. Mike Rump, Jim Ed Will Reed. Ford. You know, yeah. Wolfford. You know, I mean. Yeah, man. man and and, and we forget about can. players like Ken Dorsey and Kelly Jennings that were on that team. You oh, know, yeah. Jerome McDougal. Um, yeah. William Joseph. We forget about guys like that, man. Exactly. DJ Williams. Exactly. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm, so it, Vernon Carey. I mean, it, it, we just, it's so many guys that were just, and had had great Fantastic NFL Hall. careers. Yeah. Andre yeah. Johnson. Oh, I'm saying. The list goes yeah. on and on. Hey, we got to yeah. get out of here. Um, Hurley, I appreciate you, man. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime. You got it, my brother. Take care. Got it. Peace. Hey, uh, Josh, what's going on? We got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Daryl? 
Hey, man, loving this life I got, man. I'm sorry you missed Coach Larry Coker. Uh, he, he promised us 30 minutes, and I didn't want to. You know how sometimes you go to somebody's house and you stay too long, and they'll never invite you back? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I ain't want to go through that. You know what I mean? I ain't want him to. I ain't want to keep him to 840, and he never come back on the show again. You know what I mean? So I, I, I did. I, I did what he asked me to do. He, I, I told him I wanted him for 30 minutes. He said, sure, Daryl. 30 is no problem. And we appreciate him, man. He did a great job, too. Really did a great job. Coach Coker, one of the, one of the um, greatest coaches in University of Miami history and coached two of the greatest teams in University of Miami history, that 2001 team that won a national championship. Um, and the um, 2002 team that lost the national championship to um, to uh, um, Ohio State, yeah, and and you know, and and Ohio State ended up going on probation or something because remember they had that dude Maurice Claret. I should have asked Coach about this, and Maurice Claret ended up being kicked out of the university and suspended and forfeited all kind of stuff. They had to forfeit games or something. He had to forfeit uh, something. And uh, I always thought they should have gave that that uh, that national championship to us because of that little controversy with Claret because he ended up taking payments or something. Well, um, and then when he got finally got to the NFL, he ended up going to prison. Yeah, um, so he did that. Yeah, yeah, ended up going to jail. Maurice Claret. Yeah, but a really really good running back. I think he got a bad rap, and um, you know. Some some guys get blackballed, man. I like Des Bryant. I thought Des Bryant was on the blackball list, and um, then last week the New Orleans Saints signed Des Bryant. As soon as they signed him, a couple days later, he he his he tears his uh his Achilles. He's out for the season. Well, hey, you know what though? They they say he came in overweight too, so um, I don't know if that has something to do with it too, because. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing as an athlete. You got to stay in shape if you're out of football, if you want to get that job again. But and that's the truth. He was he wasn't doing it. And and I, I agree with you. I don't think he I don't think he was doing what he was supposed to do. You know, and this guy this guy Le'Veon Bell, he's supposed to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow, or he can't, or he's out for the rest of the season. You know, he's come out and said, you know. Um, taking a season off as a running back might not be such a bad thing. But just like we were talking about about Des Bryant, if he comes back out of shape and hurts himself, his career could be over. You know, like Des Bryant, his career could be over. Uh, An injury like that, and, you know, he's been in the league already about six or seven years, maybe even a little longer. His his career could be be over. He's in his 30s, so uh, people are going to pass up on him just because of that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people produce in their 30s. You know, you still got, look, look at Drew Brees and um, Tom Brady. Even though they play a different position, they, they're still over 30. Yeah. Well, this 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 would have been Dez Bryant's uh, eighth year in the league. So he's, he's, he's no spring chicken. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, so I, 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 I like him. I like his game. But uh, I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, which Dez Bryant are we gonna get when when if he does ever come back? He's gonna we're gonna get this guy that was about 240 pounds we saw working out on TV. Are we gonna get a slim receiver that's tra- that's desperate 
for a last last opportunity to um to play the game. Well, you look at uh, now Cleveland looks smart because uh, they didn't sign him like they wanted to, but he chose to go elsewhere. I mean, right now Cleveland's on the ride. And hey, hey, oh, slow thing. your roll. Pump your brakes, man. Come on, now. <laughs> pump your brakes. Uh, come on. Pump, 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 pump your brakes, man. I know I know Cleveland won yesterday, but come on, Damon. What you say they on the rise? But I'm, I'm gonna tell you the reason why I say that because they they should have beaten um Pittsburgh. They should have tied with them. Then they came back again and the games that they lost it wasn't. It wasn't by much. When and the other loss. So I mean, they got something good going on. But you know, it remains to be seen. They're still the Cleveland Browns. But I, I like the chemistry right now. I'll say this: I, I I like the Cleveland Browns, and I'm pulling for them. And 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 there's no team probably in the history of the NFL that's gotten more first-round picks than the Cleveland Browns. Now, they've gotten their share of, of good players. They should have a pretty good team. But uh, they, they, beat, they, they beat the Falcons yesterday, and the Falcons are still struggling with, 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 a, with a real team. You know, sometimes they, they play really good, and then they still struggling. But you would have thought that they would have beat the Browns yesterday. But... Um, I, I got. I got to see Cleveland do a little bit more before I'm gonna say they they turning a corner or they making a difference. But um, but I'm I'm happy with their progress I'm, because no team, no team in the NFL should be winning one game or no games in a season. I mean, no team should be going through that. I mean, it's embarrassing for the league. It's embarrassing for the fans, and 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 it's just it's just awful and. As much as what we call, um, 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 uh, I can't think of the word that we call it, but it's basically every team in the league has a salary cap. And every team should be playing at the same level because we're all spending the same amount of money. You know, so uh, we, we should all be playing about the same level. No one should be w- win no games, 0-16, uh, one in fifteen. No, that should that should those kind of uh, things should not exist. We have it's called parity. We have a lot of parity in the league. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk a little bit more with Damon about what's happening in Tallahassee. And I'm not talking about the governor's race in Florida. I'm talking about FSU football. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl oliver Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Damon on the line. Hey, Damon, before we let you get out of here, man, what's going on in Tallahassee, man? What's happening down there in Tallahassee? I can't call it. Um, I wish I could, but... I, I think it's more like they're still trying to get used to that system that Tiger's trying to put in. Well, it got implemented, but it, it ain't working right now. But, you know, you got to give everybody a chance. And uh, you got signs here and there that, it, but we can't get any offense going. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I guess the question is, is, um, you know, are the FSU fans going to give Taggart enough time to 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 come through, or, or, or are we looking at at um at a situation where they're going to start calling for his head after this season, and especially if if um if Florida State um doesn't go to a bowl game, that that could be real ugly uh, for for Coach Taggart, and uh, right now he's at um. He's at he's at four four and uh, four and six, and uh, and he only has two games left on um, Boston College and and the Florida Gators, so it's a, it's a possibility that they won't make a bowl game, and if they don't, we're gonna probably hear some some serious questions about um, Coach Taggart and people wanting wanting his job. I'm sure that's happening now because the tradition uh, of them winning and. They they don't know what to do now. Yeah, yeah. But right, everybody yeah. go through rebuilding. Yeah, it's definitely been a rebuilding uh, situation there. Yeah. Hey, Damon, we got to get out of here, man. We got a couple more callers on the line, and we only got a little bit more, a little bit time left. We appreciate you calling, no man. Don't be a stranger. We here every Monday night. No problem. No problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Josh, we got uh, we got Lenny on the line. Yep. Lenny, what's going on? What's up, Dal? 
Oh, man, loving this life I got. Lenny, man, I really appreciate you calling, man. You miss Coach Coker. He was on the first half of our show. He said a lot of great things about his time at the University of Miami and um, um, where he is now. And he, he's in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Coach Coker started the program in, in San Antonio, Texas. And, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, he, um, University of Texas at San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. I thought he had a uh, podcast. Last time I saw him, yeah, he was well, at the uh, last year's reunion. Uh, uh, he, in April. In April at, at the um, reunion. Yeah, Coach Coker has retired, and um, he retired in 2015. He still lives in San Antonio, Texas, where and that where he had his last job at. So he said his grandsons are playing high school football there, and he's really enjoying himself. Uh, he's doing well, man. The last time I saw him, he looked really good and talked really well. He got his information, and uh, he came on the shows. It was very, very nice talking to him. But what's been going on with you, Lenny? How's, how's the tour going? What's happening with you? Everything is lovely, man. My life, I couldn't ask for more. My son's doing very well. Uh, he get graduate with a double degree in theater and psychology. My career is really off the charts. You know, I get to travel a lot all over the world. As a matter of fact, the reason I couldn't call you earlier, I was in a session uh, treating a young lady who had a fear and a phobia. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm doing a lot of the professional athletes, basketball players, NFL players. I can't discuss the names uh, you know, because of NDA, you know, non-disclosure agreement. Nobody wants their personal life out there. But all of exactly. my clients are doing extreme, extremely, extremely well for themselves, individually and basically team-wise. You know, and uh, I guess some, I, I, wanna, I want our listeners to know exactly who we're listening to. And this is Lenny Moore, Dr. Lenny Moore. And Lenny Moore is a professional hypnotherapist. Is that correct to say, Lenny? Yeah, a scientific clinical hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist. And, uh, and, and, and Lenny, Lenny has uh, hypnotized people to overcome fears, overcome drug addictions, overcome smoking habits. Um, a, a lot of, uh, you know, Lenny, you can speak for yourself, but uh, I've seen your work personally a couple of times. And once I saw you at the Bob Carr Theater in Orlando, you didn't even know I was in the audience and I saw you doing some work uh, work oh, okay. there. Okay. Yeah, yeah at, at a Mike Epps concert. You didn't even know I was in yeah, the audience. No, yeah. Yeah. I hope for yeah. Mike Epps on quite a few shows all the time, different times that we're calling. When I'm, I have the availability, I come in and yeah. you know, introduce the people to the phenomenon of hypnosis without them thinking that they got to use some kind of drug or some other operation to get over what they're overcoming, you know, whether it be fears, phobias, anxiety, stress, depression. And right now, everything is prevalent, especially with mental illness, with all this, the mass gun violence and the killings and things like that, and all those people were basically reaching out for some mental health issues. And people ignored their, their call for help and, and look what happened. Yeah. So if you know someone or yourself is suffering from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or feeling as though they have impending doom and can't get out of your situation, you know, get somebody with professional you know, training to help you. And mental health is serious. I mean, serious in today's world because of social media and, and television is easily brought to the forefront now. And people making light of it, even though it's been around for, for years and centuries, really, people now begin to see that this is a serious issue and there's ways to get help without taking the drugs, you know. 
and I'm one yeah. of the specialists in it. I got raped by the WBA, the World, sorry, the w, uh, WHA, the World Hypnotist Association, that's number five in the world, and what Dude. I do in my field of expertise. Yeah, you know, and Lenny, for many years, as you know, I was growing up, and we're about the same age. Um, uh, mental illness was almost a joke or something that people laughed at. Or we saw someone going to a special class. We, we, we a lot of people joked about it or made fun of it. And uh, I, I grew up with uh, uh, with a, a, a handicapped person in my family, so it was always a real serious and touchy subject with us. And um, and, and I, I've, I've always been able to talk to people about anything that was going on in my life. I've never been afraid to go to a doctor if something was wrong with me. But, Linda, the last time we had you on our show, when you talked about hip, hypno, hypnosis, you talked about how you, you've, you've hypnotized people and they've never been sick again. And that's part of their, their therapy is to oh, be more positive, never be sick again. Um, never smoke again, never curse again, you know, so I can actually can take some of those things that you that you conveyed to me, and I've seen your work twice, and I can really feel what, what you're talking about, man. I'm, I'm telling you I can, Lenny. <laughs> well, hypnosis, people, people mistake it because of Hollywood sensationalism, what they put in the movies. It's nothing like that. It's no witchcraft, it's no voodoo, it's no black magic, or, you know, anything like that. It's all science. It's knowing how the brain works and what stimulates the brain. And basically, if you understand how your computer works, which is just a cheap imitation of your mind, when you take your computer to your IT tech guy, he don't take it apart. He just put it in a programmable state to kill the viruses or delete the files that you don't need any longer or the files that's causing the corruption and reset it and give it back to you. And you have a brand new computer. Works fast, runs good, everything. But that's the same thing happens with me. I'm a mind tech. And when you come to me with your problems, you say, these are the issues I have. You know, I have a, a fear of speaking in front of crowds. Or I have uh, an addiction to cocaine or addiction to opioids. Or I have low self-esteem or I have low confidence. Or I have a fear of failure. Therefore, everything I try, I quit before I succeed in it because I don't want to fail. So, or I got depression. Or, you know, you tell me what your problems are. So like you take your car to the mechanic and you tell him what you need and that's all he's going to do. If you like other things that you're doing, fine. I won't mess with those. I won't have to make an adjustment to them. But once you tell him what you need, those are the things that I correct. It's like your computer tech, reset your computer and give it back to you. I reset your brain, give it back to you. I deleted all those old files out of your mind that's no longer of any use. And now you've just got a full hard drive again where you can store things, it runs faster, it retrieves information faster, you stop forgetting things that you were forgetting, you know, and everything you know, you know, is, your, your whole entire system is revigorated. Like your smell, your hearing, your senses, your tastes, all come back to life. And it's just like resetting your brain and getting you a new outlook on life. You're good for another 100,000 miles, just like your car when it gets a tune-up. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are scared to death of it because they think that, oh, he's going to brainwash me. He's going to feel like, figure out all my deep, dark secrets. I don't want to know anything about your deep, dark secrets and if you're a freak or anything like that. That, don't, that doesn't matter to me. Right. But what matters to me is you telling me what you want done, and that's all I do. Yeah. And well, Lily, I'm, I'm going to share something with you. 
I'm gonna share something with you. Um, we were we were at an auditorium in Miami. Uh, this was like maybe two or three years ago, and you invited a lot of former players and current players to come down and be hypnotized in in this gymnasium in Miami. And the person that I ride, I rode there with, uh, one of my former teammates, he volunteered to come down, and you hypnotized him. <laughs> Right. And and this is a true story. And, and he came back and sat beside me. He, he swore out. Oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. Nothing went on. No, I'm fine. Dude. I didn't feel nothing. I didn't feel nothing. Right. And so the next day I see him at the spring game. And I said, uh-huh. I said, I'm not going to call his name. I said, hey, hi, how's everything? You feel any different today than you did yesterday? He said, well, I had a pain in my back, Daryl. And it's been, it, it has been there, man, I swear, for like five years or more. And it's not there now. I'm like, <laughs> and I swear, lady, every time I see him now, I ask him about that pain in his back. And he says, still not there, man. So I believe in your hypnotherapy. I really do. I've seen your work. I know, I know you're, um, you're bona fide, you're certified, and you're recognized as a fifth um, top um, hypnotherapist in the, in the world. Hey, um, Lenny. Give us some information on where we can find some of your information, where we can see some of your work, and how we can get in contact with you. Well, you can see most of my work is on my YouTube channel. I post a lot of things that uh, people allow me to because, you know, you have to get permission to post their personal stuff. Uh, That includes, like, spinal cord injuries. That includes any type of mental illness, fears, phobias, addictions. So you can see, basically... Most of those on my YouTube channel, and that's under Lenny Moore, L-E-N-N-Y-M-O-O-R-E, or Dr. Lenny Moore, D-R-L-E-N-N-Y-M-O-O-R-E. Or they can contact me direct through my, uh, my line, which is 305-796-3592. That's 305-796-3592. If you want to call me for a free phone consultation, if you got, you know, kids who got ADD, ADHD, or you know somebody suffering from PTSD or OCD, any of those they all can be cured, even stuttering, or any hey, fears that the kids might have that they're acting out in school. You know, it's all things they're looking for, mental, you know, mentally. And hey, you can Lenny. punish them all you want, but if their mind tells them to act out, that's what they're going to do. But if you reprogram it, just let them know that this is not right and this is not going to help you. It's going to be more detrimental to your uh, growth than anything. And they'll understand it. But you got we to gotta wrap it up, Lenny. Chase. Hey, we okay. really appreciate you being on the show, man. Thanks again. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night, 8 to 9 o'clock, forceamerica.com, Sports Info UM. Thanks, Lenny Moore. And thanks for all of our callers and guests. We'll be back next week with more sports information. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.